Welcome to this edition of the Luke Winstall Show. My next guest is four-star offensive lineman, the number 105 prospect in the nation in the class of 2023, according to Rivals. At six foot two, 328 pounds from Auburn, Alabama, Braden Joyner, thank you for joining me on the show. How are you doing hey, how today? You doing? I'm good. I'm good. Awesome. Glad to hear it, Braden. Well, first off, let's begin for fans that have not gotten a chance to get to know you yet. What is your story, and how have you gotten to become the top prospect that you are now? Uh, I would say my story is uh, a kid growing up want to be just like my cousin, Quan Alexander, who was the number one linebacker in his class. Now he's uh, at the Saints at, at linebacker. He's a, uh, He went to the Super Bowl and everything, so I think uh, that's my story. And then I think I became a, a top prospect because I work hard every day. Me and my teammate, my teammates push me to the limit every day, and I push them. So it's like a mutual thing. So you get better as you work harder together. Yeah, and right now you're the number one center in the nation. And coming out of Alabama, how did you yeah. first get discovered? Uh, I'll probably say I, I was at Oxford High School. I had uh, Clay Webb, uh, Clay Webb, Rock Taylor surrounding me. That uh, I feel like coaches came in. When they watched them, I guess I surprised them. So they uh, gave me a chance. Awesome. Okay, and then yes, in terms of recruitment, when did things blow up on the national scale that you're on now? Uh, my freshman year, actually, because uh, that's when Ron Taylor committed to Tennessee, and Tennessee was always at practice and stuff, so they got to see me action, and that's when they offered me in April, going into my sophomore year. Okay. And you said Quan Alexander is your cousin? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, how would you describe your relationship with Quan and what he's been able to do? Uh, my relationship is real good. Like his his dad is like my mentor. We always talk and stuff like that. He gets me on the phone with coaching and stuff like that. So, and me and Quan talk sometimes. But he busy. Yeah, me and him talk a lot. But you know, he's in the NFL, so he really don't have that much time to talk. So. Well, overall, when you go around on the circuit in the off season, you've been at every camp the MVP. You've been dominating these camps across the country. Yeah. So, overall, this past off season, what are some things that you've been working on in your game and some results that you've seen? Uh, I've been working on D line a lot because, like you said, I'm six two. Like some teams want a taller O line, so I'm be I'm a very good athlete, so I take both sides of the ball. So I'm a uh, so college, I can play any side of the ball. When you look at positions and where you might be able to play in college, where do you feel like you might project when you know that you can go and be in the trenches both on the offensive or defensive side? I feel like the school I choose will pick which one I'll play, but wherever I can start at, that's where I'm play, and I'm going to perform at any position. All right, and let's break it down. When you're on the offensive side, you turn on the tape, what are some things that make you the number one center in the nation? Uh, my explosive out the explosiveness out the ball and like I allow zero sacks, so like there's really nobody can get past me because I'm like so wide and and like strong. It just like it's just and then like my technique just comes natural to me now since I've been doing it for a long time. On the defensive side, when you're asked to play on that side of the ball, what are you? What are your strengths there? What are things that you do well? Like. As an offense, like, when I play defense, since I'm an offensive lineman, I know, like, how the stances work, how 
I can tell if he's light or heavy on his hand, how the play is going to be, or how, you know, how anything or that works. And then, like, when you try to block me, you're not going to be able to block me because when I get my hands on you, you're not going to be able to move me. In terms of management, when you can play both ways, offensive line, defensive line, how much do you play in a high school game? Uh, I probably play about uh, most of the snaps, about mm, probably like half the snaps on defense and then all the snaps on offense. Wow. Okay. And in terms of approaching that mentally, how do you go about that? Uh, I'm just take my like I just expect the the best and the worst when I step on the field. Like, but I feel like every time I step on the field, I'm the best player on the field. So there's really nothing too much that I uh, like do that like to get prepared for. Okay. One thing that I've heard a lot of people rave about your game is your hands. So what have you done yeah. to train your hands or how have your hands gotten to the high elite level that they're at? Uh, I don't know. It's just like when I lift, I just, I, just, I don't know. It's just, I got the, I think I got the most powerful hand in the uh, country, but I don't know. I just guess that just comes from my strength and uh, knowledge of the game. When you've been going around to camps, you've been, like we mentioned earlier, routinely the MVP. What are some of your favorite camp battles or some of the toughest guys that you've gone up against and gotten to compete with? I'll probably say Christian Miller from Cedar Grove. You know him? Yeah, he's great. He's probably been the hardest one I've been against at the camp. And what did that battle look like when you two were going at it? Uh, I, I won. I, he won one. I won two. But like, he was just still hard to block him. Like even dead when I did beat him. Got you. Yeah, great battle. To mm -hmm. definitely power five guys in the future. Okay. Well, yeah. when it comes to your overall journey of getting to this point through football, what are some challenges or things that you've had to overcome along the way? Uh, I wouldn't really say I had to overcome nothing because, like, me and my my family is like they're a hard worker, so I wouldn't really say we had to overcome nothing, but we just, uh, you know. I put the family on my back, and we're going. We're going I'm gonna make it all the way for, just for them. What are mm. some players or guys that you think you might have a similar style of play to that are on the college or pro level? Uh, on the O line, I might say uh, Quentin Nelson from the coach, the level guard. I think, yeah. He just like he's a he's a stocky guy, moves quick, has good hands, and like. On D-line, I'll say Geno Atkins because he's, like, very hard to block and has great knowledge. Okay. Yeah. Looking at the recruiting side of things, at this point, overall, what has your past summer looked like? What are some visits that you went on and some things that really stick out to you about your timeline? Uh, I've been to Georgia, Clemson, Ole Miss, Bama, uh, UCF, Georgia Tech, uh, yeah, that's it. But I feel like Georgia and Clemson stood out to me the most. Georgia hospitality was nobody like nothing, nothing no other. But Clemson just felt like home because uh, hometown. He's from hometown. Uh, Ty Bates, D line coach. So I've known him my whole life. He coached my cousin in high school and stuff like that. So I've known him my whole life. Okay. Yeah. I've. I've heard some different quotes from you about your time at UGA. One of them was you said that they treated you like royalty at Georgia. You felt like Nick Saban and shoulder pads. 
So <laughs> to expand on that, what are specifically some things that they did or said or things that happened on that visit that impressed you? I don't know. It's just like everybody in the environment was nice and like had great had a great uh, reputation about themselves and stuff like that. Like, and then like they weren't. They were just like you got to be there to know how it is. Life is really hard to explain. I see. Okay. In terms of a recruiting timeline, what do you think we could expect from you? Uh, I'll probably drop my top five during the middle of um, the season, like commitment coming de- December 20th of this year. And why do you have December 20th as a commitment date? Because uh, my godfather passed away two years ago, and that was his uh, death date, and I want to celebrate that day of him uh, doing everything for me and stuff like that, celebrating him. I see. Okay. And what are some things that he did to help you in that relationship? Um, I would say like anything I ever asked him, he would do for me. Like he was just always somewhere to someone to talk to when I couldn't have nobody else to talk to. He was just a great person in uh, reality. What's some advice that he gave you or something he said to you that still sticks with you to this day? Uh, one time we was at, uh, we had got our progress reports and I was doing bad cause it was like during football season, but that's not an excuse, but he was, uh, he was like, you want to work at the chicken house and stuff like that? It would be great. You want to work at the chicken house, not going to play football in college. So after that, I just kept on going and, uh, make sure my grades are right. When it comes to your life outside of football, what are some things that you like to do or like to pursue in your free time? Play basketball with my friends. That's what I do. Like, we, just, we just chill and stuff like that. Do what kids do. Normal teenagers go out and have fun. Gotcha. I've also heard that you're an artist. Is that true? Yeah, I'm an artist too. Okay. Right. I'm real good at art. What do you think drew you to art and was the reason that you wanted to uh, get into that? My my uh, grandmother actually did, did art. So I was always around her when I was growing up. My mom worked two jobs. So when I was with her, she would be doing art. So I just thought that was cool and started doing it. So I'm real good at it now, though. Got you. Yeah, and in terms of art like what thing specifically is it digital is it like painting or drawing painting and drawing and all that gotcha what is one of your favorite pieces of artwork that you've done i did a jellyfish with watercolors and it it turned out better than i thought it was going to be awesome all right well now i've got kind of a rapid fire here for you i've got a deck of cards on the back of each card i've got one question I'll shuffle it up. We'll go at random here. We've got all different kinds of questions. First off, what is something that you think might surprise people to know about you? Uh, Me doing art. (laughs) Yeah, got you. What is your why? What drives you? Uh, I'd probably say growing up watching... Like I said, Quan and all the other guys, I wanted to be like them one day. So I'll probably say that's my why and my family. Just like to put, like to be the first one in my family to make it somewhere, like on my other side of the family. I see. Okay. What do you think people don't yet know about you, but they should? 
Uh, I would say that yeah, I talk a lot. Like I talk a lot of mess, but it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's not a good thing. But I just have I'm just very confident in myself, so that's how it goes. You have any favorite? stories that come to mind that you're able to share from maybe being on the field and talking it up with somebody? Uh, probably at practice one day I told I was like I was doing the offensive line real bad and I just said that they were all terrible and coaches got said I need to uplift people and stuff like that <laughs> instead of bringing them down. What would you say is a moment along the way for you that you can maybe look back on and call it a blessing in disguise, or maybe one door closed, another door opened. Uh, I'll probably say when I got my first offer, I feel like that was God blessing me with all the hard work that I did. Uh, Tennessee blessed my offer, blessed me with offer on uh, April 13th of my going on sophomore year. So I feel like that opened the door for all this to happen. Got you. Okay. What characteristic are you most known for off the field? They probably say I'm a funny person or a great. I have a great personality or something like that. Like I'm always gonna put a smile on somebody's face when they see me and something like that. All right, and then kind of a follow up for you. You've got a confident demeanor for sure. Where does that come mm-hmm. from? I'll probably say that I feel like on the best on the field. Anytime I step on the field, so I feel like there's nobody on the field that can compete with me at any level. So. I always had that confidence with me. What is a unpopular opinion that you might have? Okay. I'll probably say Michael Jordan or Kobe. Okay. But, like, we always have an argument about that, but I'm going to say Kobe. But everybody will say Michael Jordan, but I'm going to say Kobe. All right. You say Kobe over Jordan. Why is that? I just like Kobe's mentality. His mentality is like that's what I like. That's why I compare my mentality to. What would you say is the highest pressure situation that you've been in? Probably the state championship game my freshman year. Got you. And what was that like for you? How would you describe it? Was just it? Like I was young and didn't have nobody didn't know me like they did now. So I feel like I had to make a name of myself in that game, which I did. But, uh, yeah, it was crazy at the end, so we had to score a touchdown and couldn't miss a block, so had to do what I do. Okay. What do you think people don't understand or misunderstand about you? Uh, when I talk about this, it's not, really, it's not really serious. It's just having fun and, like, trying to – I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but when I'm talking about this, I really don't mean it, but, you know. What do you think is a turning point in your journey? Uh, what you mean by that? A turning point being like a moment for you where something happened and then because of that event, it really shaped the way that you're headed now as a top prospect. I'll probably say when my godfather died, I, I like stopped playing around with football and my academics and and focused on it real, real hard and like see where I am now. It paid off. I know that guys like you on the recruiting trail will have all different sorts of experiences that a lot of us people that were not top recruits or never had any opportunity there got a chance to experience. What is one of those moments or one of those memories from your time thus far on the recruiting trail that you really enjoyed, uh, you know, think about or look back on? 
Uh, I'll probably say going to visits and camps, uh, talking to the other top guys in the class. Like, you can't really – like, people really don't do that a lot. So, you get to talk to other people that are known or popular stuff like – famous and stuff like that. So, it is, like, it is great. Okay. And what do those conversations look like or sound like? Uh, it's just, like, talking about how our team would be their team or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Have you had any of those with uh, Kristen Miller over at Cedar Grove? Uh, no, nah, we ain't really talked about that. He, he, we'll, we'll thrash him. We're doing bad. Next up, if you had $100,000 that you had to donate to a charity or to a cause, what would you want to support? Uh, probably cancer because my, my grandmother had cancer, so I would want to help people with cancer. Good pick. Okay. And to finish out, if you got to speak to a group of younger athletes that would love to one day be in your shoes as a top four-star recruit, what would you say? What would be the topic of your message? I would probably say uh, tune out everybody else and what they think and do what you think is best for you. Awesome. Well, Braden, that's all the questions I had for you. Thank you for your time today. Is there a course?